Welcome to the Dasco, Reverend Randy Impact's anointed teaching ministry. This message is selected from the vast teaching archives of Reverend Randy Impact. As you listen, may you be blessed and imparted with divine wisdom. And now, today's teaching. Six reasons why we must plant new churches. Six reasons why we must plant new churches. We are on, and as part of the metamorphosis, the church uh, is moving into a hundred micro churches agenda. Yes where by the end of the year God is going to deliver a hundred churches through this ministry. Yes. It may seem too far-fetched, but that's why the Holy Spirit is with us, helping us, empowering us. When I receive messages, I don't look at my strength because the same God that called me five years ago brought me here with nothing has done too much for me to doubt him so because that's the message I try to also teach along that direction there's the need to plant new churches and we must understand why we need to plant new churches usually people get comfortable in old churches because that's where they, f- they form bonds, families, and so on and so forth. But the ultimate purpose of the church is not for us to get comfortable. No, 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 no. Any church that makes you too comfortable in one place is failing to fulfill God's agenda for the church. When we talk about church, what is church? Church comes from the Greek word ecclesia. An ecclesia means to be called out. It means that to become separate, unique from the world. It came from when God called the people, the Israelites, from Egypt. Because God separated them from the ideologies, the systems, the way of life, even the food they were eating. He put them through the wilderness and the Bible says they became the church in the wilderness. So when we talk about church, we are talking about separation. Separation from the standards of the world. The moment the church begins to look like the world, the church has not become a church because the original meaning is that It is separate from the world. That's why the disciples were so separate in Antioch. The Bible said the heathen people called them Christians because they were unique in identity, in speech, the way they dressed, the way they carried themselves. There was something unique about them. And they could not give them any description But to say these people, they behave like Christ who once lived and walked the face of the earth. 
So anytime God wants to do something unique, he separates the people from the world. And the church is the prototype to facilitate that uniqueness that God is building in us. If you want to find a breed of people who are separate, who are different from the other people in the world, you find them in the church. So church means called out. Called out from the world to be unique. To represent Christ in a unique way. You can be in a church, but you are still in the world. You are not part of the church. You just visit the church. But a church is such that it is separate from the rest of the world. Now, Jesus says something in Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. Now, this is a statement by Jesus Christ. Meaning that Jesus' interest is in building churches. Jesus' strong interest in this earth is to build churches. He said that while he was here. There's no church in heaven. The church is here. Now, in Luke chapter 19 verse 10, this same Jesus said, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. So, the mission statement of Jesus Christ, the agenda of Jesus Christ, the aim of Jesus Christ, is clearly defined here. He said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, anyone that is saved by this Jesus, anyone that loves this Jesus, must make his mission his mission. There's a way that you can serve God with your own agenda and mission. Where God is an add-on, it's like an icing on your cake. Where God is no more your Lord, but only your Savior. But when we come to the place of truth, we are to follow Jesus, follow his desires, follow his passions, we are to pattern our lives according to the heartbeat of Jesus. So the Bible said the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. In John chapter 20 verse 21, Jesus says something. John 20, 21. He said again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Now, herein lies the strength of a Christian, the maturity of a Christian, the sonship of a Christian. The words of Jesus. He says, as the Father has sent me. So, Jesus did not come into the world to die for our sins. Jesus was sent into the world to die for our sins. He's communicating something. He used the, the word father to describe the sender. <laughs> now, anyone that's conversant with the word of God knows that in 
terms of all beings, the one that God loved the most is his son, Jesus Christ. But God's purpose is the salvation of souls. And so, when it comes to that responsibility, God chooses his best. When God wanted someone to announce the birth of Jesus Christ, he sent Gabriel. When someone wanted to uh, Zachariah about childbirth, he sent Gabriel. There are angels that came to Daniel. So many angelic manifestations. But when it came to the salvation of the lost, the Bible says God sent his son. What is it indicating to us as children of God? It is telling us that. You see, when a father loves you, he sends you. You are in a family, for example. Most of you, you may be living with your parents, but your father has never sent you before. Because your father has noticed that when he sends you, you will not bring change. You have a track record. You have that kind of life. Some of you, when your father wants you to carry out an important duty, maybe go and meet a very important person from you or deliver something. He looks at your life at home. He says, well, when you go, you embarrass me. Even by your dressing, even by your talking. I've met people, I'm trying to make conversation with them. Say, oh, uh, um, have you been to our church before? I say, oh, yeah. I said, oh, okay. I say, so how was church? Charlie, the church there is final. <laughs> you see, he's bringing a certain character. He hasn't been told his father is away. Every father knows his children. So when it comes to important assignments, you see, among the siblings, you know yourselves. Those of you here, you have siblings. You know that there are certain things they will always choose a particular sibling to go and represent. And there are certain things that they will call you. Like when they need someone to clean the car or when they need someone, when the car is stuck and they need someone to push the car. All these things are messages to you. You should know if you're a child. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, my father sent me. So I am sending you. Now, what it means is that God sending Jesus is proof of his love. Alright? You know, those who he didn't send, <laughs> who were staying with him, they knew that he loves the one he's sending. It's the same way here. Those that you love, you send them. Those that you need to protect because they need more work on them. You, you keep them at home. There are people that sometimes when people come into the house, you, you try and tell them to stay inside. Because <laughs> they will wear something and come and pass in there or they will say something. So people like that, you can't send them. Sending is proof of what? Love. So Jesus said, because I've been sent and I love you, I am also doing what? He said, so I also send you. So if you have not been sent, don't think that 
um, your father loves you. No, 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 no. The proof of the love is in the sendability. <laughs> if you don't, if you are not sendable, it means that there's a question mark on you. Are you here with me? Yeah. So don't feel too proud that, oh, as for me, they don't send me. It's either when they send you, you bring change back, or when they send you, you go and misrepresent the family. But if they identify you, for example, in a family meeting, and they can send you, oh, go and represent me. Now, think about it. The day your father will give you his car key and say, Charlie, there's a family meeting, go and represent me. That day, you have won Lotto. I'm telling you. Yeah. That's a, it's a serious entrustment. It means that you're a true son. If there's something important to be done, for example, if I have a meeting with the president of America, and I say, well, who, who, who can I send? Now, it's a very serious issue. Now, I begin to consider too many things will be going on in my mind. You see, I remember this person. I said, no, no, this person, his English is not good. English, yeah. He's presentable, but the way he speaks English, even here locally, is is affecting me. How much more the present? You see, because I begin to feel that the person I'm sending is representing my entirety, representing my intelligence. Do you see? Representing my wisdom, representing my beauty, representing my everything. So the moment you are sent, I'm teaching you the wisdom behind sending. Some of you think, oh, my father is disturbing me every time. My mother, everything. I have many siblings, but everything he will call me and send me. You think it's a bad thing? It's proof that you are the one. You, you have more sense than your brothers and sisters. That's, but they can't say it because, you see, in a family setting, you should not pitch somebody against another. But that's the communication if people are in the house and they can't send you they're always sending somebody they are saying that the person is more sensible than you <laughs> so sendability is proof of love he said my father sent me so do i send you and he did he was clear on why his father sent him his father sent him to go and win the lost so think about it. He says, so do I also send you. So now that you have become a born again Christian and you are sitting down and they have not sent you, are you not disturbed that no, they have not sent you? It means that they don't trust you. Because his ultimate mission is to win souls. And if Jesus loves you and his ultimate goal is to win souls and he, his heart burns for the lost and he has not been able to identify you then it means that in the kingdom metrics, you, you don't really matter. Because those you send, they are those that matter. You send important people. There are people I have sent here. I sent uh, uh, Pastor Dennis to Abokobi. Because I sent him to Abokobi in, a, in, a, in somebody's room. How many people were there? Seven people. And <laughs> you see, well, if you don't think about it clearly, you say, ah, this man doesn't like this guy. 
you get why? <laughs> Do you get it? Seven people. I, I was sending some people to already established churches. Like, I would gather some people and say, you go and lead them. But when it came to him, it's like, I said, go and start the church. There's nobody there. So some people will begin to say, ah, why don't you gather some people for him and so that he will pastor them, like build some nice church for him. You see, <laughs> when you are sending people there, eh, it depends on your confidence, your love, and your trust. If you want someone to buy you pure water from the provision store, you know who you send. But if you want someone to go to ATM machine, <laughs> there's a way. Because you are giving them your card they know your pain, you won't send it. The person that they told you from his school that you are stolen headmaster money, <laughs> they are just telling you that he stole the headmaster's money and you asked him and he, the person told you that he's the devil. And now you need to redraw money. You need to redraw maybe a thousand CDs and you are giving the person, no, 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 you don't behave like that. You don't say it because that's my son or oh, my son will not. Even headmaster, serving people, I sent him. Go. And he said, why not? Sendability. That's the picture. Sendability. <laughs> Sendability. You know, some people see Alpha Church, they say, hey, if it was you we send you, you will not go. There are children who tell their father, we will not go. Have you seen some before? The father was sending me. Some will not say it directly, but the way they will be walking around, say, ah, I tell you to do this. You are still walking around, walking around. You have also sent a message oh, that you are not wise enough to handle instruction. If I send you once, you are moving around, moving around. Ah, you are still home. Why? Oh, daddy, the weather is going to rain. I'll redraw the sending. Trusting you with my money cry is dangerous. Do you understand? So, the one we send is the one we deem wise. That's the secret in sendability. The one we send is the one we deem what? Wise. We send wise people. Look, you can sit down. And they prove that indeed they were wise. So one of the things that should be a desire in your heart is when will they send me? Because now sending is proof of love from the sender and proof of your wisdom. The sendee if you are wise, someone will catch you and send you. If you have not been sent, it means that we are trying to manage the situation. We are not too sure. So he said, the father sent me. That's a privilege. So it's a privilege to be what? To be sent. It's a great privilege. Praise the Lord. So when you read the book of Isaiah, the Bible said, God opened his mouth and said, who shall I send? Important question. Who shall go? So when we talk about sending, it's the communication of God. Who shall I send? God is looking for who to send. Not that there are no people, but he needs someone who can represent him well. Then Isaiah said, send me, Lord, I will go. So you should always have it in your heart that when is God going to send me? That's a true mark of maturity and sonship. If every day you go to your father, that is school fees, 
daddy this. And you never get to the point to say, ah, when would daddy send me to help him, you know, do this, help him? When would daddy send me to his site? If daddy is building and he has not sent you to the site before to check if the masons there, you the son, you are in university. He doesn't trust that you have, you have sense than the mason. You should cry. You should cry, yes. Daddy doesn't trust you. But he can't tell you that, my son, I don't trust you. You should cry. But when daddy begins to send you, and there's another thing. There's some people, when, when they send them, they call them every five minutes. Yes. If he does sending, it's a trial sending. When God sent Jesus Christ, he didn't call him small time, he would call him. How is it going? Are the people treating you well? Is it okay? Sendability. So when they send you, it means that they trust you. It means they love you. It means they see you as sensible and valuable. Sendability. God doesn't send people that he thinks are not wise. He sends people that he thinks in the whole universe he chose Jesus and sent him. It means that Jesus is wiser than the angels. I'm telling you. So he sent him. And Jesus said that as the father has sent me. Wow. So it also means that father sent. You see, fathers. When you're a father, one of the proof that you believe in your sons or children is to send them. I mean, just imagine the first day your father will give you the car keys and say, oh, Kojo, uh, buy something for me. Like, you have never driven this car before. He's protected this car from you. And then one day he just wakes up. When you are driving, you'll be thinking in your mind, hey, what has happened? What dream did this man have? Especially if the man is not so kind with those things. If you are passing by the car, he, he shouts at you and says, hey, don't touch that. Don't dirty the car. You begin to feel so important. Because why? He has trusted me with his car. It's the same thing. God loves their souls so much that when he was looking for somebody to go and save them, he looked at his best. That was Jesus Christ. So it was not that, you know, Jesus was living uh, something so glorious and comes with his time here for 33 years. It was because God had confidence and trust in him. So as a Christian, Sendability is proof of God's confidence in you and is proof of the wisdom you carry. If you are in the house for many years, you've been a Christian for 10 years, nobody has sent you out before, you should be worried. It means that God doesn't trust you. Now, when you look at the early church, one of the things that was prevalent was sending. The Bible says they will be praying. Then the Holy Spirit will say, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have given them. Every time they prayed, there was a separation and ascending. He said, Look for men who are filled with the Spirit and let them take care of this responsibility. So, responsibility actually is proof of maturity. Any child that wants to stay home, for example, you, you have been in your father's house. You are 30 years. You are 35 years. They will begin to ask you questions. If you are male, they will begin to get worried. Not that they, are, they have a problem buying food for you, but they, have a, they think that you are failing in life. 
40 years, you are still in the house. As for food, it's nothing. They will eat with you, but society will even begin to think that, are you a proper child? No matter how much your parents love you, at a certain age, 35 days about, they expect that you go. <laughs> they send you into marriage. You know, anytime there's that engagement ceremony, it's like, oh, the father will ask you, um, this children has come for your hand in marriage. Do you want to go? And then you say, oh, yes. Do we accept the things? You say, oh, yes. For the third time, do we accept the things? Oh, daddy, if you don't accept the things, you have worried me, pa. <laughs> you see, as the father is hearing these things, he's happy that you are going. <laughs> he's happy because he, if you are not going, there's something wrong. So like as we've gathered in this church, we are here five years, we are all staying here. The proof of maturity, the reason why the person is going is that we see that this person is matured. He must go and extend the family. Do you see? The family must extend. If the whole family is here, like the impact family, we are all in one house. We don't have appendages. We don't have branches. We are, the family will become extinct. Because the father dies, the mother dies, the children too, they didn't go out there. They didn't give birth. The legacy is destroyed. That's why God wanted to create a legacy of children. He sent one son. Now he has over millions and billions of children. We are all part of the family of God. Why? A wise son was sent. There are some of the angels, when they sent them back, do you know what they did? The Bible said that they saw fair ladies. And they said, wow, earth people are enjoying all. They just sent, oh, come and survey something and come back. They told God they would not come back again. Yes. And they didn't go back. The Bible said that they slept with the women and then that's where giants, the Nephilims, began to come out. So there was a species of men in the earth in that generation. The order of Goliath came from those men. Angels slept with men and they gave birth to a species who, who, who were unusually like nine foot tall human beings. <laughs> and the angels said they didn't go. They, they didn't go to. They were staying, hanging around. Because they said in heaven, we are not seeing women. It's like every time we are singing. So you see, the, the ones you send that come back home, they are also proving that God, when, after everything, Jesus went back home. But they are sent to when you send them, they won't come back. They keep going. But when they send you, it means that they believe you are wise. Hallelujah. One of the things that I appreciate God for doing to me is sending me here. It's an entrustment. It's not that God looked at me and wanted to punish me, so he took me to a village. When we came here, we had a few people, about 15 people, under a canopy. There are others who are sitting in the comfort of their homes in Accra. Oh, look at him. God is not happy with him. The one that God is happy with is the one he sends. Today, look at us. Today, look at our ministry. Yes. So, Sendability is to be desired. If they are not sending you, they don't think there's something good in you. And Jesus, one of the things about him is that he sends people. As the Father sent me, so send I you. Jesus is a sender. He's not a retainer. He's a sender. 
so send I you. He sends us to do what? To go and do makeup. To go and do beauty contest. To go and invent cars and houses and build and he sent so someone said, Jesus sent me to come and marry you. Hey. Yes. There was a prayer papa like that in one of the universities. Yeah. Jesus has sent me to come and marry you. Yes. So when I was there, Jesus appeared to me. He was carrying an oil and the oil was boiling. And he told me, kneel down. And when I knelt down, he began to pour the oil on my head. Then I felt the power of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus appeared to me and said, all the nations of the world, I've given them, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. And I'll make you a ruler of the nation. All the presidents will bow before you. And I asked Jesus, oh my Lord, how can you send me when I'm single? And Jesus placed your picture in my hand and said, behold, that is your wife. <laughs> and the picture is a hard copy. Yes. So he just comes and says, oh, Jesus has sent me to come and marry you. And some of the sisters, they don't have revelation. They will say, hey, Jesus is a what? Sender. Jesus is a what? He's not only a savior. He says, so send I you. He's not just like me and Jesus, you know, people staying with me. Jesus doesn't want you to stay with him, like staying with him. Say, you are useless if you are always staying with him. He says, so send I you. So when he dealt with the disciples a little bit, just three years with the disciples, what kind of relationship is that? Just three years, he sent all of them out. Because Jesus is a sender. He's a sender. And if you want to know that Jesus is really dealing with you, he will send you. That's the truth. Everybody that encountered Jesus, he sent him. Even Paul, who was not there physically, when Jesus went into the spirit, the Bible said that on the road to Damascus, he encountered Paul by light. When he encountered Paul by light, immediately he sent Paul to Ananias. <laughs> immediately no fellowship go to the house of Ananias Jesus is a word send when the angels come they begin to send God bless you for listening to this message subscribe to Reverend Randy Impact on YouTube and all other digital platforms to receive more messages that will transform your life stay connected and prosper